Today we celebrate the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, which we celebrated in the church since 1925 when Pope Pius XI declared it to be an annual feast. And in his encyclical, the Pope said, We firmly hope that the feast of the kingship of Christ may hasten the return of society to our loving Savior. Nations will be reminded by the annual celebration of this feast that not only private individuals, but also rulers and princes, are bound to give public honor and obedience to Christ. For his kingly dignity demands that the state should take account of the commandments of God and of Christian principles, both in making laws and administering justice. We're looking back over the last 95 years, and especially the most recent years. I'm not sure that's been working out as well as the Pope had hoped. War still rages. Tens of thousands of babies are aborted. People die of hunger and disease. Freedom of religion is under attack. And we stand by and watch. Have we moved closer to the kingdom of God? It seems to me that things are moving in the opposite direction. So why have we, as Catholic Christians, not been able to influence our society and our nation and the world to a deeper respect for God in both public and private life? Just look at the characters in today's gospel. The people stood by and watched, afraid perhaps to get involved. Maybe overwhelmed by the tragedy they were witnessing, powerless to do anything about it. Have you ever felt that way? The evil of suffering in the world is just too much to overcome, so we stand by and watch, hoping someone else would do something. So what is this kingdom that we pray for each time we say the Lord's Prayer? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus spoke quite often of the kingdom of God as a kingdom that's not of this world. It transcends political boundaries. It encompasses all of creation, and it exists inside each of us. Earthly kingdoms are territorial, where the people living there are subject to the, to the power of the king, whether they want to be or not. But in God's universal kingdom, we have to choose to belong. And most earthly kingdoms are created and maintained by military conquest. But Christ's kingdom is by invitation. And most earthly kings have exercised their power to control their subjects. But Jesus uses his power to serve us as our shepherd. And while most monarchs command armies and courts to rule from a distance, Jesus cares for each of us personally and directly. And Jesus is eager to share his kingship with us. In baptism, we were all anointed priest, prophet, and king. So the great difference in Jesus' kingdom versus worldly kingdoms is that we are perfectly and completely free. Free to accept his invitation to come follow me, and then free to live his command to love one another as I have loved you. It's our choice, our responsibility, and our path to eternity. But he certainly doesn't expect us to go it alone. He gives us his very spirit to dwell in us and guide us and encourage us. He gives us each other, the church, to walk together. And he gives us the sacraments to strengthen us, to nourish us, to heal us, to always welcome us back when we fail. Quite a king we have, and quite a unique kingdom. And when we live our lives in loyalty to his kingdom, then we can begin to draw around us into this those others around us into this universal kingdom as well. Not by pushing or forcing or demanding. 
but by loving and inviting them to join us. And as our lives give witness to the king we serve, that's how we're building the kingdom of God on earth. And in today's gospel, we hear of the two criminals crucified along with Jesus. With his cynical sentence, this is the king of the Jews, posted above his head. One criminal joins the crowd in angrily mocking him. But the other recognizes him as the king, innocent of any crime, and speaks to him with hope and compassion. He doesn't cry out, Lord, save me from death, or Master, forgive my sins. He calls Jesus by name and simply asks, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember me. Three simple words that make all the difference. It expresses faith. Believing that there is a life beyond this suffering and death. Expresses hope. Acknowledging that Jesus is always with me and will never forget me. And love. Addressing the king by name. Acknowledging that he sees me as I am and wants to have a one-on-one relationship with me. And what was one of the last things Jesus said to his apostles at supper the night before? Do this in memory of me. So it's a common but interesting word. We often use it, especially at my age, to refer to something we've forgotten, like, I can't remember. Perhaps I run into someone I haven't seen in a long time and I can't recall their name. So embarrassed to admit that I've forgotten, I just say, hi, how are you? But remember means, from the Latin root memor, to bring to mind again. And to remember is also used, perhaps as in this gospel, to keep someone in mind by making provision for them in your will. Can you imagine your surprise if you were contacted by an attorney who said, your great uncle Robert has passed away, but he didn't forget you. He left you a large remembrance in his will. In our second reading today, we heard that Jesus is our inheritance. But also remember can mean to bring members back together. For instance, if I lost my arm in an accident, but a surgeon was able to sew it back on, it would be remembered in my body. So today we celebrate our privilege to be subjects to a king who on his part has created us, walks with us every moment of our life, forgives all our sins, and promises to remember us, to rejoin us to his body with an eternity with him in paradise. And all he asks of us on our part is to remember him as our first priority, our best friend, and our inheritance. Now, isn't that a, work, a king worth serving? And isn't that a king worth inviting others to serve? So are you ready to inherit the kingdom he's prepared for you? Now, we begin our new church year next Sunday as we enter into Advent. So maybe this week we can spend a few extra minutes each day, maybe at daily mass or in quiet meditation, remembering to talk with Jesus as our king. And perhaps making a New Year's resolution to more actively spread his kingdom to those who haven't experienced it. And this Thursday, as we celebrate Thanksgiving, give special thanks for being a member of God's kingdom. And as we approach the Eucharist this morning, to receive Jesus in his very real presence as our king, let's remember that we do this in memory of him.